0: you're listening to a podcast from 702 702 the car feature. And our car feature for today There are two massive car racing events Taking place this weekend The one is happening in Kailami And the other one is happening in Cape Town Not only do we have two drivers That we're chatting to today But we're also joined by Jacob Moshoko Our car guy And he's going to tell us all about Why we need to know about these particular races So let's jump straight into it But of course we invite all of you To direct your questions, comments and thoughts to all of our guests 11 W in And the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702 Let's uh, uh, start with Jacob Jacob, how are you doing? Hello,
1: thanks for having me on How are you?
0: Good, good, good And Jacob, I mean you obviously are naturally excited about cars But why should South Africans even bother to care about these particular events If they're not car guys like you?
1: Okay, so I think I'd like to start with what's currently going on in Cape Town. Well, First of all, I must say, it's horrible that we're having a weekend like this because to choose from two big events like this is just... As a car guy, it's terrible. You, you don't, you don't want to be this guy. You don't want to be in my shoes right now. But if you are in Cape Town or if you've made the trek to Cape Town, something very special is happening in Cape Town. It's the E Grand Prix that's taking place in Cape Town. It's the first ever kind uh, of race. So basically, think of F1 but just on a smaller scale with pure electric cars. Mm. That's what's going to be happening in Cape Town on a street circuit, which also makes it so special. Yes. So, so, so for me as a car guy, it's something that you've got to witness at least once in your life. Uh, a street circuit where you're seeing really fast cars going over 250, 260 kilometers an hour. Just to see that spectacle alone, I think is just amazing. So if I was a holiday goer and I was a car guy and I'm from somewhere in Europe, i definitely be um, at the Greenpoint Stadium to have a look at the street circuit of electric cars. It's just, for me, it's me. It's trying to grapple the idea of an electric car on the road racing. Like, it doesn't make sense for me. And I think if you are
0: able to attend,
1: you've got to go. you definitely got to go.
0: And, and I'm with now, you on that one because, I mean, the ocean view, the mountain, the cars. But I, I have to be honest, Jacob. Uh, and you've you, you got to give it to me real. I'm, I'm a, a, um, a traditionalist when it comes to driving. I like changing gears. I like revving. I like all of those things. And I like the sound of a car. Is it just going to be the silent race? Because <laughs> I'm just imagining this electric car being all quiet. And now it's like, it's quiet. Listen,
1: without sounding biased at all, uh, you can obviously take a guess where I'm going to be this weekend. I, I think something more iconic is, is, is definitely worth also checking out. So if you're in Joburg or you're in Gauteng um, and you like Relebochile and me and you like the smell of fuel and the smell of burning mm. fires and mm. loud V8s, etc., then you've got to check out the Kailami 9-hour. And for me, I think Kaelami 9-hour is the pinnacle of international racing simply because of so much history. Now, Back in 1961, the first ever nine-hour endurance race took place at Kailami. And then, obviously, uh, the, a lot of sanctions, and mm. Kyalami had its issues, and, you know, we went through our own issues uh, in the early 90s, and now fast forward to now. I mean, we had our first ever nine-hour race, uh, I think it was 2019, and... Ever since then, I got to experience a real proper endurance race. And I must say, I'm, I'm hooked. The fact that you can watch cars racing at night and you see their brakes go blood red when they hit the brakes, and then you hear the cars revving on, for instance, the mineshaft or the West Bank, mm. all the corners of Kyalami. Dude, that stuff is like, it's goosebump kind of stuff. Like, it's. it's it's the kind of thing that you, 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 you have to see and experience. If you're a child and you, or, or you have children who are into motorsport, if you can get a chance to go to Kailami this weekend, trust me, you will not be disappointed. I mean, I know people who stay in the Sunning Hill area, the waterfall area, and they're like, okay, so it's going to be a very loud weekend ahead. I mean, practice is happening already on, on Thursday. The qualifying is happening on Friday. And then comes main race day on Saturday. The race begins at 12 o'clock. But as early as 8 o'clock in the morning, there's a V8 series happening. There's uh, a GT3 cars, there's GT4 cars that will be racing as part of the, of, the, of the dress rehearsal to the big race, which starts at midday. And I mean, the likes of Franco Scrabante, who races at, um, at the Hill Climb in Neithner, he's going to be racing his cars there. And everybody who knows race cars, they know Franco Scrabante and his team. They bring out the big boys for Kyle race but so for me uh, I, I hope i don't sound too biased
0: but listen your your bias here. i support it because also me <laughs> i want to smell the fumes but on the reels though please explain the whole nine hour endurance thing because does that mean that the drivers and of course we're going to be chatting to two drivers sheldon and calvin van der linda like does that mean that they don't stop to eat to go to the toilet? like how does <laughs> are their diapers for race help me understand <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so, so I think I'll actually Leave it to the professionals To get into the intricate details Because you also don't know Jacob <laughs> No I, I do have an idea I mean I'm going there on, on Thursday, Friday and Saturday So I need to know how it works So uh, it's a, basically a team So what you do is An endurance race Like the Kailami 9 hour Is actually timed on uh, How much kilometers you do Not necessarily how much uh, Hours your car is driving So mm. There's, there's key members. So when you come, let's say I'm driving and I come and I stop the car so that I can get fuel and they can change the tires. Then what happens is they also change drivers. Mm. So you get a chance to stretch your legs, etc., etc. et cetera. And then the car goes out for a few more laps. Then it comes back. And then I get back into the car. So it's sort of like a shared driving experience with an entire racing team. But what's very important to understand about the combo of our guests that you're going to be speaking to now is that these guys are racing in big races overseas, including the, the, GT, uh, the, the GT Series. So mm. you've got to understand that these guys are, are here, South Africans, racing on South African racetracks, representing their or respected teams, but there's a, a South African flag right there. That's a big deal. Mm. So to have guys on this caliber racing on such a big race, i.e. Kailami 9 hour, it's a big deal. And to have them on the phone, we need to be eternally grateful. The fact that they're brothers just makes it even more better.
0: I'm trying to figure out how to join this family. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jacob,
1: to to you,
0: you've you already hy- hyped us up now for the driver. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let us meet the men that actually participate in this type of racing and driving. And all of the questions, send them through 072-702-1702. 702.
1: The Car Feature.
0: And our car feature for today, we're talking the two big car racing events that are taking place this weekend, the one being the Kailami 9-hour race and the other one being the Cape Town e We're chat- chatting to our car guy, Jacob Moshogwa, about why it's important to show up at these events, even if you're not a crazy car enthusiast like he is. Give us a call on 11 883 and send us your questions and your comments on 72 or find us on twitter now i'm so excited to welcome to the conversation uh, these are racing drivers sheldon funder and his brother kelvin funder they'll both be participating in the kailami nine hour welcome to the show thank you so much for joining us sheldon and calvin
2: yeah thank you very much for having us it's uh, obviously a big pleasure to be back in south africa um we always come here once a year and it's definitely, for me personally, a big highlight to com- come back home. You have the home support. You know, there's a lot of local fans looking out for us. And uh, as you guys may or may not know, we live in Germany for the last four years already. So coming back home is-, is only something we get to do once a month. We get to see our parents as well. The grandparents get to see us at the racetrack for, for once a year. So it's something very special and something I'm really looking forward to personally, going to Kyle Army this weekend.
0: And your side, Calvin.
3: Yeah, guys. Um, first of all, thanks for getting in touch. Um, just yeah, finished up a couple of hours in the simulator. Obviously, Formula E is a very simulator-dependent, and then I'm flying out to Cape Town this evening, so can't wait to touch down and get back to the sunny weather.
0: So, I mean, this is so exciting, but I'm going to be honest with you guys. You are basically living the dream. The fact that you get to race cars where some of us maybe fantasize uh, when we're younger playing Need for Speed. You get to live that in real life. And then I thought to myself, can you actually get into what you guys do for a living when you are poor? Or is it something you have to have some financial backing to get into as a sport? Well,
2: I mean, naturally, in any sport, always... yeah. Carry on, down.
0: Sorry, I must it's specify. <laughs> My apologies.
3: You know, the brothers, you've got to specify.
0: Going okay, Sorry. for for the purposes of the conversation, let the older brother answer first <laughs> each time. <laughs>
3: That's fine with me. <laughs> no, honestly, it's a it's a good question. Um, unfortunately, it is. Um, it's becoming a, a bigger and a bigger barrier for for most sports. Um, not just the motorsport. Um. Whether you want to be a tennis player or a golfer these days, you, you still need some sort of financial backing mm. to to travel to events. You need, you know, if you want to be a golfer, you know exactly. It's it's, it's even an expensive hobby. I play golf myself and I know the costs involved there. So, yes. the whole world is unfortunately becoming more and more inexpensive and, and motorsport is no, let's say, um, different in that sense. Mm. So, yeah, I think a few years ago, it probably was a bit easier than it is nowadays, but uh, I think uh, there are a lot of, let's say, programs that are, let's say, supporting um, young individuals that are looking to get into the sport. It's probably not as big as it is if you want to become a football player or a golfer or a tennis player, but we do have certain programs, and our, let's say, Motorsports of Africa are doing their bit to, to to give some opportunities. But as you say, it is it is not easy. It is a financially dependent sport, Um but once you kind of perform at a young age and you, and you show what you're made of, I think there's always a way.
0: So, yes, yes, yeah. yes. And I think it is quite important to note that because obviously it means the barriers to entry are quite high and certain individuals would be restricted. But I don't think it should take away from the part where you get to dream. So um, do you feel, Sheldon, that, you know, South Africa still got a way to go in terms of our support of the sport?
2: Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, Calvin already touched on it briefly. I think um, Motorsports South Africa have a few programs in place to kind of support young young uprising stars that are just as talented as anyone else, but purely because they don't have the backing, they don't have the opportunity to even give it a try, you know. And I think something that really stands out with technology um, in the last few years is sim racing has become quite a big thing. And that's a much cheaper alternative to kind of get into motorsport. Uh, where it's quite nice if you crash the car, you can just push the reset button <laughs> and it's not quite as expensive.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. it's <laughs> in
2: real life, obviously. So that's quite a nice stepping stone into everything now, which wasn't there when Calvin and myself started racing. Um, There was only a, a much more expensive alternative of actually crashing the car and then learning that way. But um, yeah, it's obviously improving as we go and that's uh, something very nice to see.
0: And then just in terms of realistically, what actually happens to your body in a nine hour. I mean, I recall when I was younger and my brother used to say to me, you know, these guys, Michael Schumacher, and then they lose like 10 kilograms in a race. That's how much energy they're burning. Like, is that true?
2: Yeah, look, if I had to lose 10 kilograms weighing 70, I would pretty much, there'd be nothing left. <laughs> me. So uh, <laughs> It's not quite as much as 10 kilograms, but it's, it's around about three, four kgs in a race weekend. Um, I believe it's going to be super hot at Kailami this weekend, looking at about 33 degrees. So, um, definitely going to be sweating a lot. Um, but luckily, we do have a drink bottle in the car, so we can drink during the race. We're normally looking at stints of about one to two hours per stint. And then like Jacob touched on as well, I share the car with two other teammates, which means every hour we rotate. And we do that for nine hours long. So it makes my life a bit more easy.
0: So what do you do then when your teammates are racing? Um, is there like a physio standing by to make sure the circulation in the body is doing its thing?
3: Yeah, definitely. We have uh, a full
2: team around us that kind of support the drivers when we get out the race car. Um, I think fluids will be very important this weekend, as I mentioned already, because it's going to be very hot. So from a sweat perspective, you really try and drink a lot of water, a lot, a lot of minerals that kind of um, just bring everything back into your body again before your next stint. And yeah, I would say you normally look at about two to three rest hours um, before you get in the car again. So you really have enough time to, to kind of get your body ready for the next stint um but it's it's quite crazy because you get into the race car and you're straight into the race so you mm. have to be awake and alert the whole time uh which is something quite unique i mean normally you have uh in normal f1 you have warm-up laps and stuff to kind of yes. get into the swinger thing but here yeah, you're jumping straight into a race and you have to be on it from the first lap so i love that aspect of it as well it makes it a different challenge and um yeah obviously when you win you win with two other drivers and So it's not only about you as one driver, but more with with the whole car crew around you.
0: I got you. I got you. Gentlemen, there is a question that's come through on the WhatsApp line. Hi, Rele I'd like to ask, um, at what age uh, can someone start the sport? Is it it ideal for someone who's like 16 years old to start, or is it too late, or is it too early? That's a very good question, because one might be wondering if you have to have your driver's license before you can start. Uh, Sheldon, can you take this one?
2: Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I started when I was five years old. What? Um, it's quite nice because in, what? Yeah, <laughs> in karting, obviously, not in a real race car, yes, um, yes. that has to be said as well. But in racing, it's quite different. So you can get your racing license from a very young age. I mean, at five, for example, I started racing in karting. Um, so it's not like a, a normal driver's license where you have to wait until you're 18 until you can actually drive a car. Um, and I think that made my life uh, a lot easier when I did my learner's license because obviously I've been ra- racing a car like three or four years before that. So, I but exactly I'm sure
0: you gave like, your teacher a very hard time because you just want to put I foot.
2: Did. <laughs> I mean, I was very close to failing because of that exact reason. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, you can look at it either way, but I definitely had quite a nice advantage when I had to do my learner's
0: Listen, away. this sounds so so exciting, Jacob. I'm sold. Hey, I'm sold. I'm so
1: glad you told, but I've got one more question to ask uh, the boys.
0: Yes, very quickly.
1: Alban, where are your parents going to be? Uh, are, are, you, are you splitting parents for the weekend? And then secondly, who's faster?
0: Did you get that question? Oh, who's, uh, well, who, who's faster and which yeah. parent is going where?
2: Yeah, so we've actually split them in two this weekend, which sounds quite weird, but um, uh, my mom will actually be in Kailami with me this weekend, and we've decided that my dad's going to fly to Cape Town on Friday evening just in time for the race, (laughs) so we've kind of split the two, uh, which should pretty much work out quite well. Um, And then the second question, who's faster? Well, for me, it's a pretty clear answer. Unfortunately, we can't prove it this weekend because we're not going to be racing against each other. (laughs) But um, yeah, I'll leave that to the to the audience to decide
0: that one. Okay, we're not going to be a part of sibling rivalry here. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for this conversation on our call feature today.